Welcome to This Is Only Your Life. That's sarcastic, meaning it's only your life, no big deal. Overcoming the bullshit to open your heart and mind with Janice Corsano. In this episode, there it goes. Okay, now back to it. Alright, so, like, how long? Like, that's a long time, and, and it is perspective. Right. You know, it is your perspective of, okay, what makes us happy? But when we talk about, like, where do we love ourselves enough? So we said, like, because some people are, like, we talked about, like, you, you stub your toe, and you're like, that's enough. That's enough pain. I've had it. I can't take <laughs> anymore. And some people, you run them over with a bus 50 times, and like, I'm fine. I'm fine. No problem. You know, they're barely walking. I can't even move. Like well, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going. I'm still, I'm still going. I'm all good. This. It's all good. <laughs> I'm still doing this. I'm still, yep, I'm still in it. And you look at different like levels of what we can, you know, take. There it goes. Okay, now back to where we were. Alright, so, like, how long? Like, that's a long time, and, and it is perspective. Right. You know, it is your perspective of, okay, what makes us happy? But when we talk about, like, where do we love ourselves enough? So we said, like, because some people are, like, we talked about, like, you, you stub your toe, and you're like, that's enough. That's enough pain. I've had it. I can't take <laughs> anymore. And some people, you run them over with a bus 50 times, and like, I'm fine. I'm fine. No problem. You know, they're barely walking. They can't even move. Like, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going. I'm still, I'm still going to keep doing good. this. It's all good. I'm still doing this. I'm still, yep, I'm still in it. And you look at different, like, levels of what we take that, and we're all different in, you know, where that level is. But if we talk about the program of, you know, love and what we've been taught about it, you don't leave love. You don't. You're not supposed to just go like, okay, it's when you even say your vows and, you know, listening to the vows, they're changed now. They don't have half the things in them that they really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no obey in there anymore, which I thought was right. Oh obey. <laughs> like, what the hell is that crazy shit? Um, they even take the, the, the richer and poorer is not in there. Really? Now, it could be in, you know, some of them. Someone's choice. Yeah, yeah, someone's choice. They could take that out. But it seems like in the last few that I've been at, that was not in there. And as a matter of fact, the it was more them writing them, you know, that that mm-hmm. part. And it was about, you know, being um, there for each other, you know, being honest, being mm-hmm. true, being um, open. Right. That's you know, so much better. Caring, yeah. you know, kindness, um, communicating. Like, it was a... A very different, you know, kind of ceremony versus what the old tradition was. I don't even remember what the what they were because I keep hearing the new ones. Till death do us part. Is... They say that till death do us part. Still, but it's from a different place, mm-hmm. you know. But that's the part where we're like saying, like, okay, so if if those are the vows that we're making and they're different now, and the vows are about you know being there for each other and helping each other and and. Some people say in sickness and health, and others didn't say that, but it was in a different way that they said, you know, through all the struggles or whatever oh, that, right. you know, that. Um, that we will, you know, the challenges or whatever, um, that we'll be there together. Okay, when you say that, what does that mean? When it's, we'll be there together, what happened to the together? Because if one person is doing all the struggling, right. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Because it's the way we take something, right? So remember when we were talking about, like, the belief about money? And a lot of people believe that money is the root of all evil. Yes. And that's not actually even the real saying. The the real thing is the love of money, oh. which is not actually how people take that. Right. Money is the root of all evil versus the love of money, which are two totally different things. Completely. 
Because if you go, well, I could see that the love of money, which would be then that's all you live for right. is money. And that would be greed and, you know, not caring about anything else but money. Well, that could be a big problem. And that would probably be end up might be in the negative connotation that would, things would happen. But money itself is not evil. <laughs> money itself is not evil. But people, you know, that belief went in that money is the root of all evil. And without realizing it, that we will, you know, like be dispelling money because we believe that without knowing we believe that. Well, it's the same type of thing. And when we heard the, the vows, we went the way we believe about love. So love was you do this with love, meaning you stay regardless. Right. Then how much and regardless of how much. And you might have a, you know, if somebody's physical, then I'm not putting up with that. We don't even know what mental and emotional abuse is for the most part. <laughs> so, you know, like what level and if someone's manipulative or, you know, we could say cheating. Well, if somebody cheats on me, but we don't even know that until that actually happens. Right. Some people are like there's a, the, a drawn line on that. And other people are, I don't know what I do in that. And if you, you know, feel like you really love the person you're supposed to stay, then and, and you could work it out. There are people that can work that out and it'd be fine because there's a reason. Right? Yeah, there there's, are people. I know people who've stayed right. and worked things out. And they could have a much better relationship because they, if they actually got to what the reason was right. about what was really going on, and that help help hopefully can open up communication and right. you know heal heal yeah. right. But a lot of people can't, so it's like all right, where is the where is the part where we like love ourselves enough that we go, all right, if I'm working on me and we're working on you know trying to make a better relationship, and the person doesn't seem to be able to do that, and say we grow in different areas that's not enough to, that's not enough for most of us so if we said like you and Alex what was the the area that you're like because you had to like pretty much lose all the comforts before oh you yeah I lost everything you know it's like you I, I was in a situation where I'm I'm in this beautiful place doing things I love I have two great kids and it's like you're like, okay, I have everything. Got the dog, everything's fine, but everything's not fine, you know. And so when did when? Because we justify, we do justify, yeah. right? So when did when was the the part where you're saying, because yeah, those things were fine. Yeah, when it started affect, starting to affect the kids. And so then I'm hearing it affecting the kids, and then other people are saying, well, your dad's drunk again. Mm-hmm. And then having my my kid hit somebody because they said that about their dad. I'm like, oh, wait a minute here. Okay. I mean, I can take it, or I let myself take it. But once you know you mess with the kids, or that starts to affect them, then then you think, well, then I'm thinking, I love them enough. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of yeah. funny, like what? Because our kids, we love very differently, mm-hmm. and we tend to love them more unconditionally, just like our pets, right? We right. tend to love them more unconditionally. Um. Pets more so than kids, but still, <laughs> as ridiculous as that is, pets more so. But we do tend to do that. Mm-hmm. And if somebody messes with our kids, right. it don't matter who it is. And it's more so, especially if it's their other parent. You're like, you really? Yeah. Really? And you think it's like, ah, oh, you know what? It's <laughs> going to be so hard. It's, it's going to be terrible. It's, uh, we're going to have a broken family. Um, and then people, I would... I don't really know if I thought people would look at me as like I gave up or I was a failure because I know I tried. Well, that's where you see that's the part where when we said like you had to keep going until you felt like you did everything that you possibly could do. Right. Now it's different. Everyone's level is different on where they think that is. But if we go, if we did everything we could possibly do, then I don't feel as bad walking out that door. We never feel good. Right. You know, we know that we feel good, the idea that this needs to change, and this is the only way we know at this point that we can do it because we feel like we tried everything else. But it's funny what that level is and how much we have to go through. It's like, why? Yeah, I don't know why. Like, why? Like why? And I'm not saying we should be giving up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that what's our program that's about love and that it's so strong that, that regardless of that we can love somebody else but not ourselves. Mm-hmm. That feel like that taking care of ourselves and what would make us happy, we're not going to be happy all the time. You know, relationships are work and 
all kinds of things. And, and yes, that's a belief, meaning, but we're talking about working on ourselves and other people. And yes, there's ups and downs of all that. And relationships are work, meaning we have to work it on ourselves and, you know, be open and accept people the way that they are. And it's a lot of stuff that we actually help us learn through. But at what point do we say to ourselves, okay, I love myself enough because we'll love the kids enough. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if they're abusive to our pet, we'll love the pet enough. You know, yeah. we'll be like, you know what? You're mean to the dog. Like out, <laughs> <laughs> out the door. Isn't that crazy. Oh my gosh. But you that? could be mean to me and it's right. perfectly fine. So what is, is that like, is that self-worth? Well, it's part of, it's part of the way that we learn about love and that we're supposed to be there and it's the self-worth, you know, and it's supposed to stay, you're supposed supposed to to endure. Yeah. And that, that love, you know, the idea of love conquers all. Mm -hmm. Well, love does conquer all, but it's different in the way that it conquers it. You know, like the idea that staying doesn't necessarily mean the conquering all may mean loving myself enough to leave. You know, so Mm -hmm. if we said love conquers all, it does in a different way than we think. So we're thinking that love conquers all and you staying there. So at some point, well, that, you know, for a lot of people, that was the, the decision that they didn't love themselves enough because they were too afraid, you know, because you think about it, like when we start a family with somebody, we never get, most people don't get married with the idea that we're going to get divorced. You know, that is not our idea. You know, it's like, no. okay. So, you know, you ever see the commercial where the girl's doing the, um, it's so funny. Um, she's talking about, it's like about trading, about um, stocks and options. And she's saying like, um, the guy <laughs> proposes to her and she goes, and she's looking at the ring and she goes, well, in seven years, um, I may want to trade this option in for, and, and she's, and it's <laughs> no, talking about, oh my God, it's hysterical. And, and then the guy's looking and his face is getting like wider. His eyes are getting wider. Like, what the hell? Well, in seven years, I might want to trade my option in for this thing over here. And then, um, so then this ring will be, and then and it, it's, you gotta see it. It's funny, oh. but it's, it's like, she's talking about her options and that in this many years that, and then the guy, there's another commercial with, and it's, I think it's for like E-Trade or one of those. And the guy's get ordering dinner, and he goes, okay, then I'm going to take the steak, and I'm going to take this. Don't give me that. That's a loss. I'll take that as a loss, and give me two, and, and I'll, and I'll um, how does he say it? I'll, I'll um, take my option. I'll take two options on, like, two protein. Like, it's a two way, it's, it's like, it's like, he doesn't say proteins, but it's like two, two of these, and skip this, because I'll take a loss on that. And, and he's really talking about trading. And, but it's funny because of the way that he's saying it. And when she does it with the marriage, you're like, like, who would, you know, who would, who's thinking that? And the guy's looking at like, are you nuts? Like, what do you mean in seven years you're going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the option in seven years. I may take the option. I'm getting out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny commercial. Um, yeah, but no, you never think of that, but that is not what we go into marriage with for most people. I mean, most people, you know, today there's a, there's a part where we go, that's why a lot of people don't want to get married. You know, that's why we have such a big intimacy issue. That's why we're so afraid because what's the divorce rate? What is it? 50%? Some, you know, very high, very high number. Now, most people are not going in and they're going into marriage later and they're having kids later. You know, they're doing career stuff taking first, their time, yeah. taking their time. But I'm seeing with a lot of the young kids that they're doing things that are really hurtful to themselves, you know, whether they're boys or girls, because they're so busy trying to love in the idea of not get close to people because they've already been hurt at such a young age and that they're so afraid of it that they'll have a relationship, get hurt, and then they're like, I, and they're not consciously doing this, but there's so much casual sex and, you know, one-night stands and stuff, and they think that that's fine. It's a way to protect yourself. But they're <laughs> but, protecting themselves. Yeah. And the sad thing is that they're not protected at all. Right. You know, that it, it makes it way worse for them in the end, but that's the way that they're going to try to protect themselves. And, and somewhere they're learning this, you know, because that wasn't the way that we were taught before. But at what point do we like say like, I love myself enough. And where do we actually get on this list? You know, because Holly and I were talking about in the last podcast, which is why her you know challenge was to put herself on the list and to do stuff that was going to be um, more fun or relaxing or just taking care of herself, whether it be go to the gym or whatever it is. And it's like, where, where in this part do we actually put ourselves on the list that we actually matter 
and that we don't have to fight for everyone. We're, don't they fight too? Like, don't they fight for themselves? Because <laughs> if, if you're saying like, well, I have to fight for me. Um, if, if somebody's saying like, Michelle, you, you have an addiction problem and you're drinking too much and you're doing this and you don't want to lose your family and you, you know, love yourself enough. And we know that people don't love themselves enough. That's part of what we're learning. Um, and we don't have unconditional love yet for ourselves or anyone else. But if we said like, Michelle, you're going to lose all these things. Would it be something that you might want to do some work on? And if you're feeling like you're going to lose your family and your kids, you might want to. But we can't say you definitely would because an addiction is one of those things that you might have to lose them before you actually realize that the addiction is the problem. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. so we could say like what we would think it makes we would sense. do. It right. sounds logical. It sounds great, right? <laughs> but when it comes down to it, we don't know what that answer is because if, if love overcame addiction, there'd be no addiction. Right. <laughs> It'd oh be out the window. Because if you love, if it was like all we need to do is love the person enough. And the person needed to love you enough, then addiction would be over with. There would be no addiction. It'd be done. It's that easy. It'd be that easy, right? But that's not what addiction is about. Right. It's about yourself and loving yourself. If it's about, because we're talking about if someone loved us enough mm-hmm. or if we love someone else enough, I didn't say ourselves, <laughs> if right. we love ourselves enough, then we can overcome the addiction. It's way easier because then you're looking inside, you know, at you and what you need to work on and what you need to look at yourself and why you have the addiction to begin with. But the love for somebody else doesn't overcome the addiction because otherwise we would have no addiction. Because most people that have addictions love somebody and right. somebody loves them. Yeah. So it's amazing how I'm like, well, that would be because people say it all the time, but I love them so much. You know, why couldn't they stop or they kept saying they would stop or, you know, and that's. Like, where is the mental, physical, emotional, you know, spiritual abuse that, that we put ourselves through through for love? And when do we say, like, okay, here's me loving myself enough? We don't even know what that is. Like, as we're talking about it, like, keep getting this feeling like you're looking at it like, it's confusing. It's fucking confusing. It is confusing. Like, when you think loving about yourself it. is putting yourself on the list. Well, first got to put yourself on the list. That's first of all. And then it would be like, well, how do we love somebody else? Because that would be the start. Like, what do we do for other people? You know, when we say, like, well, I love this person. Well, what do you do differently for this person? Do you do that for yourself? Right. It's, um, wow. See, that's interesting. Because we can say, like, we love somebody. Right. And we do something differently because we love somebody. We treat them differently. We have more patience with them. We'll let them have, you know, slide on a lot of things. We'll help them with a lot more stuff, you know. Praise them, support them. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we do. Feedback, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we will help to um, put them through school. We'll, like, do all kinds of things that, you know, help them to stand on their feet, whatever it is. You know, be supportive, try to, you know, help them in all the ways that we think that would be whatever. And did we do that first? No. (laughs) Because we said, like, all right, if. If just getting an idea of how do we love ourselves, you know, how do you love yourself? Well, how do we love other people? Let's turn it around and then try to do that for us. That's great. That's a good one. Could we do that? I don't know. I'm going to pay attention to that. I don't know. Because I don't think that we're even close when it comes to ourselves. We actually beat ourselves up way more. I mean, that's why I always say somebody else should do the the sentencing here on (laughs) us. The sentencing. Well, the sentencing on the judgment. You know, like Holly's saying she feels so guilty about, you know, and so whatever the sentence is, she works more, you know, and then she gets worse, and then she feels worse, and then she's exhausted, and then she still works. I'm like, that sounds like you just nailed yourself to a cross there, you know, because you felt guilty. Instead of, like, I need to, until we fall over, then we actually, and you ever notice that we fall over, like, when we have time like, that's why the weekend you're, like, exhausted. Right, or you get sick. And yeah, your, body so says, your no, next you, thing is yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah. Your next thing is your body just goes, we're going to be that? off. Now you're going to relax. I'm going to put you in bed. I'm going to put you in bed. And But what's funny about that is a lot of times it's as soon as your body knows that it's done, it's like it knows it's going to have vacation or it knows it's going to be in your body. It's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. And if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to take control. I'm going to, I'm going to do, but because we've been not taking care of ourselves right. and we're pushing ourselves so much, but that's the part, like, so if we said, like, all right, how did we do that? 
Why are we doing that? Why? Oh my gosh. We're like horrible to ourselves. And then at what point do we say, all right, if I love myself, because if we start doing that, then we could figure out the other question, you know, like what would be enough? Mm-hmm. You know, like where, what does love actually mean? Because love a lot of times means to people need, like they want people to need them because love is so scary. You know, that feeling that love hurts, you know, instead of love isn't supposed to hurt. Well, we have a, we have an idea of love isn't supposed to hurt. That is not our experience. <laughs> our experience is more like love is painful yeah. and it hurts. <laughs> we will skip that now. You know, <laughs> I've had enough love in my life to know that that kind of love sucks. Now we have to happen to like friend love. We have like our kids love, mm-hmm. you know, but even then there's still pain, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the damn fucking relationship love was like, fuck that. Like how many people do you hear now say they hate relationships? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't I don't want to do it anymore. No. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, I'm, I'm, I just, I, I wasn't built for, I hear people say, so I wasn't built for a relationship. <laughs> no, we're not built for this feel like we're getting killed, you know, like, cause when you're in a relationship and you really care about somebody, you're terrified that they're going to go somewhere. You're terrified. You're going to lose them in some way. And what, speaking about marriages and weddings, um, one of the beliefs, I, I don't know whether I learned or not, but my mother used to cry at the weddings because she was sad because they're so happy at the moment and she knew, oh. just wait, that oh. they're going to be... That it's going to, like, the real gonna shit's going to... Yeah, gonna, it's yeah like be that, unhappy. Give, give it time. Give it time before Run the time? crap fits in. Right. And, but if you think about it, where would your mom have gotten that from? Because that was learned. Like, yeah. not, not, everybody, right. not everybody looks at a wedding and thinks that. But she's already seeing it right from the get-go, knowing that, and there's a lot of people, I'm sure, that, that believe, like your mom do, that, and I'm sure that we have it in us, because right. we've, God it knows, have learned lasts. it. never lasts. Yeah. It never lasts. Of course it changes. But does it have to change for something bad? Right. And is there going to be hard times? Yes, there's going to be hard times. Are we going to be growing in different directions and all kinds of shit ha- happening? Yes. But... If we actually were that way to ourselves, then we wouldn't be so dependent on somebody else doing something. Like, if you think about it, if you took care of yourself more, and those things wouldn't bother us as much. Like, if somebody's growing in the direction that they're growing in, or if they're, you know, trying to build their business or do whatever, and we're supporting them, and we feel like we're being neglected or whatever. But if we're feeling good about ourselves, then we wouldn't feel like we were being neglected so much. Right. You know, we wouldn't feel like that other person, because... 99.9% 99.9% of the time, they're doing it for their family. They're doing it for you. They're doing it for their kids. They're doing it so that we can have a better life. And that's the way they were taught, hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to work hard. So then they can't be around. And then they can't be around, which then makes it hard to have a relationship if you never see the person. Because, oh like, and I'm doing this all for you. And all you're doing is fighting. I never see you. I can't take this. I have to do this all by myself. And that's the recipe for a disaster right. and then the, the resentment builds and once resentment builds then there's distance and then the you're like okay this is a vicious cycle oh my gosh look what we did in two seconds I know and then you <laughs> then you have a conversation and then you make up and then you feel like and then two minutes later it's the same shit you're like how the fuck did we get here again I thought we just resolved this and we need constant reassurance constant reassurance because if you think about like okay if someone tells you they love you today that doesn't mean you feel loved tomorrow. It doesn't mean you feel loved an hour later, depending on what happens. Right. So if someone says, I love you so much, and then an hour later they do something else, you're kind of going like, um... Wait a minute. That, I don't know if I believe now that you said what you said before. So where does... Like, what What do you think loving ourselves if we treated ourselves the way that we try to treat other people that we care about and love? What do you think would change for us? We would be happier. So much more happy. Do you think? Because I think we'd be more confident and less fearful of love. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't be like we would die if we lose something because we already have the love. Right. Like we'd start with love. And we wouldn't feel like... And it's also that feeling like that we're here together learning and growing. You know, that there's more to this than just that person is... The only other person on the planet, you know what I mean? Right, you're everything, yep. You know, because we do do that a lot. And and although that may feel like that at the time, you've had first relationship, mm-hmm. and then you had another relationship after that. They were horrific. I mean, 
they sucked when they ended, but you got to them. I did, yep. And what did it do for you? Um, it did give me more confidence, and it gave me, um, yeah, I had to look within myself, and I did. I loved myself enough to make a huge decision. So what was the decision that you had to make when you, the first, like your first relationship? Oh, my first ever? Mm-hmm. Because our first relationship is the one that proves all our beliefs about relationships. My first relationship. And they're usually the ones that we are, our hearts are open the most for mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we haven't been hurt like that yet. So we tend to be very open and go in there with 100% and then we get hurt really bad and that's, we never open our heart to that degree again. Although we feel like we do, we doesn't seem like we could. Right. Well, I'm the one who broke up with him, so. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> totally. And it was devastating. Um, but I did it for myself because I knew I wasn't feeling the way he felt. Right. So, he, so I loved him enough right. to let him go. You loved him enough to want him to be happy and to right. find somebody that right. loved him enough. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something that if you love yourself enough, right, mm-hmm. then you're like, wow, I actually thought about this. Now, so you were safer in your first relationship when that happened. Right. So we go, okay, what was the relationship that kicked your ass? Because that's the one that... Because the first well, actually, one... actually, I... The one that kicked my ass. Meaning like that proved that love is difficult and hard. That's the marriage, pretty much, because I I didn't have a lot of relationships. Okay. So, because it doesn't matter. We could have one relationship and have ten different relationships in that one relationship. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, like people don't realize. They're like, well, I've only had one relationship. I'm like, well, you had ten of them in there. (laughs) It's the same person, but things change all the time. So That's true. Because some people have a lot of relationships and other people have one or two. Mm -hmm. You know, three or four. And they actually, in those relationships, because they're many years, a lot of stuff changes. You know, the person changes, you change. Right, you have kids, and the whole dynamic changes. Changes. Yep. And even if you even if you didn't have kids, if you were in the dating phase, those, say it's five years, that you did, that's changing. Mm-hmm. You know, things that we're doing are changing. School's changing, you know, whatever. Right. Jobs may be changing. Living conditions may be changing. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. So, that part, you know, when you do that, you're like, okay. That's a different relationship now. When somebody gets a new job or, you know, has or gets moved across the country or, you know, any of those things or that we're going to move in together or live together. Those are all, you know, changes that happen. So what would be the one that because you're like, it's the marriage because your first relationship was different because you realized that he cared more for you. Right. So you didn't have the heartbreak that. No. But the relationship I'm in now, he, I thought we were exclusive, and then he was seeing someone else while he was seeing me. When? At the very, very beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah. And that was devastating to me. So we said, like, we're, you know, because you already had it with a different type of thing with your marriage. Mm-hmm. And then after your marriage, then you meet somebody else. Mm-hmm. And... This person you had a very strong connection with, right? And when you found that out, what was your what was your feeling? I I was totally devastated, and I was I felt betrayed. I felt uh, like I wasn't good enough. Um, yeah, and honesty for me is huge. It's like tell me the truth, even if it hurts, no matter what. So if you think about him not telling you that, okay. So there was no trust. So it's like, now, how can I ever trust you again? And you had a lot of that with your ex, mm-hmm. in, not in that department, right. but it, it's in, you know. Just tell me what's going on, yeah, exactly. Because he didn't tell you ever what was going on, right. you know, financially or all, you know, with a lot of things. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute. So now when we get to this one and it's in that department, that department's, you know, the other one's bad. This one's worse. You know, you're like, great. I thought that sucked. This sucked. Yeah. And so what did you do that, because you ended up together. I mean, mm-hmm. you're still with him. Right. Why? What did I do? Why? Because mm. if those are the things, like if we said, like, if those are the things that you were, you're like worst and you felt so betrayed and so... Mm-hmm. Because I tend to forgive people, and I 
when they tell me that they're going to change, I trust them that they're going to change. Okay. So this person said what? Uh, he said he was confused. All right. About his feelings. And, you know, it was, I don't even know how long that went on, but, um, I don't remember it being too long. It wasn't too long. No, it just, it felt like forever. It felt like, no, I remember the conversation, but I don't yeah. remember it being too long. Um, but I had, it's, you know, I said to him, I said, you should have told me what was going on. Because right. going to see her after he was with me, I'm like, that is, yeah. that's like <clears throat> being in a marriage with physical abuse. It's like, no, I don't play that game. Right. And that's, that's where you're like, okay, where's yeah. the... Where's the line that I love myself enough here that I was like, <laughs> you know what? Don't come back and see me until you decide what it is you want to do. Exactly. And then I'll decide what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But did you keep seeing him? Uh, we stopped for a while until he so, broke it off with her. So that's where your line was. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. where, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Right. And then when he decided, you know, then you had to decide if you were okay with, mm-hmm. you know, and you decided that you were okay. Right. And that as long as the person wasn't doing that. Right. That they made their decision. So that's the part where it's like, yes, we can forgive people. And yes, right. people make mistakes. And mm-hmm. and then it's like, but if they continue to do it, then it's a different story. Absolutely. Yep. So he wasn't doing that again. Right. And that I, never I happened again. made it very <laughs> Yeah, that never happened again. That wasn't that mm-hmm. wasn't part of your relationship. Yeah. But what was that's the that's the same thing from before? Like, what, what did you notice is the same pattern from your old relationship that's in your new relationship? Because we're all working on stuff, right? You mean when he was with the other girl? No. Or? With your ex, Alex. Oh. Versus with, you know. With the drinking. He's another drinker. And. Uh, but the difference is in the relationship now, he admits that he has a problem and tells me that he wants to work on it and he needs to change. Okay. And how long have you guys been together now? It's uh, three years. Three years. Wow, that went by fast. That's a, another that, thing. That that's does not what the hell is that? <laughs> how weird shit is that? Okay, so <laughs> do you, in the three years, has he not, has he changed anything? Is Well, he, when I first met him, he wasn't drinking like that. And then as time went on, I guess I saw him more often, so he would drink when I wasn't around him. Mm-hmm. So the more, and then when he moved in with me in May of last year, not this previous May, but last year, that's when I saw the drinking and the level of drinking. Okay. And then, um, so was he doing, maybe he was doing it while. Right, while I wasn't around. While you weren't around. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see it. Right. But then when you moved in. Then, then I saw it. But you didn't know that your ex drank to the degree that he drank either, did you? I did, because I would see the bottle of vodka. Okay. So you... I would see. And then I would, he would be falling down drunk. Oh, okay. So So you you don't know for how long that he, before he got to that level. Because you know how a lot of times people drink or do drugs, <clears throat> and we don't necessarily know to the degree they do it, because they hide it. Right. And then, they, then it's not hidden so much anymore, or you get to see more of it. Right, and I wasn't really paying attention until it started to get to be a problem. and then. Yeah, because we don't necessarily think it's a problem right. when you see someone having a drink. And he's a ha- he was a happy drunk, so mm-hmm. it's not like... Yeah, it wasn't. You're not seeing somebody turn into... Mean, yeah. right. So, what have you noticed that's different? Because, okay, now this person now is you're seeing that they're drinking. Right, and what's different is... Like I said, I think he, he realizes he has a problem and he wants to change. And But is he? You know, like has he taken the steps? So if he said like a person that wants to change starts to do something. Right. So if you wanted to change, what did you do differently? Oh, in my past? Yeah. If you wanted to change, if I said Right, like if you want to lose weight so you don't eat as much or you eat different <laughs> things. You oh. make a change in your behavior. Right. So what did he change in his behavior? Well, when it escalated was last Halloween, he did stop um, drinking whiskey for a while. But now he's back to doing that again. Okay. So he said, like, okay, so 
would his behavior tell you that he's doing the things? Because he's talking the talk. <laughs> right. right. But he's not walking the walk. Right. right. So would his behavior tell you, you know, like I want to quit smoking, mm -hmm. but so far I'm not telling you I'm quitting smoking because I'm not quitting smoking at this moment. And it'll be something that I probably won't necessarily say when I do it. Like, I mean, like, I will, and it's coming. I could feel it. But it's one of those things that I probably won't say. I'll probably just stop. And then people will go, like, I thought you smoked. You know? Like, yeah, they'll forget. They'll just be like, I, you don't smoke anymore? Like, it'll be like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, the, it won't be something that I go around and say. It'll just be something that I do. You know, so I'm in the process of working on doing that. But it's not necessarily something that I'm going to, like, say right. I'll just be doing what's the behavior that's different that you could see like because um, talking about something is one thing but then we got to do something because is he telling you that because he's like I feel this way and I'm sure he does mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he doesn't feel this mm -hmm. way but there's steps now we got to do right so what are the steps and when are you going to do them you know Right. Well, one of the things I <coughs> talked with him about is that when he has had too much, he doesn't have an off switch mm -hmm. or doesn't realize that he's had too much. Um, and so I asked him, you know, when you do drink too much, is it all right if I tell you? Because you don't seem to know. And he said yes, which was good. Okay. So are you going to tell him before he gets there? Yeah. See, the thing is when they're drunk, they don't, yeah. don't want to hear it. Right, so are you telling him before he drinks too much? Like, when are you telling him? <laughs> because if you see someone heading in that direction, yeah. because if you tell someone that you drank too much, they're already it's, past the... Yeah, <laughs> already that's bothered. not helping. Right. So is it more like, you know, how many drinks, do you know how many drinks it takes for him to get drunk? Well, I know it's the three shots. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah. then if you start seeing him heading in that direction then it's like knowing ahead of time. He would know ahead of time. Like, he should know ahead of time. Right. And if we're saying, like, okay, so you're doing shots or whatever it is that you're doing, and that's the part where, you're so why are we doing shots? Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing shots. Right. But it seems like he really needs to stop drinking. Like, he can't control it right. because he keeps getting drunk. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's like saying, like, well, yes, you can tell me when I'm too drunk, but... It's too late. It's too late. Right. And then that's great. But now what are we going to do? And what what's wrong with you? Apparently you can't drink and not get drunk. So what's the... Yeah, and he said that before. <laughs> like, uh, he has said that, that I can't leave the bottle. Like, it, it, it's got to be empty. Right. And there's a lot of, like, people do that with money. People mm -hmm. do that with all kinds of things. Like, they if they have it, they, right. they can't... It has to be done. So, so what do you do with that? Because I'm not. You like can't. That, you can't. You know? Yeah, and that's harder to like for people understand, to understand. Right? Like, once they have to, you know, like open that. Once they open that bottle, they're not going anywhere to that bottle's done. Right. Or people with the, the thing of ice cream. Yeah. The, the whole pint or the whole cookies or the whole. And they can't actually have them. Or they have to have a small, like, you you don't put yourself in the situation. So you don't buy yourself a big pack of cookies when you know that that's going to be the thing that you do. You have to look at why you're doing it, mm -hmm. but you have to take yourself out of the situation. You would never buy a bottle, you know. It'd be like, I'm going to buy the whole pack of Oreos, and I'm going to eat every single one. I know this. I do it all the time. <laughs> so you could go get three, you know, if... But you can't then go back. If you see that you would go get three and then go get back, you go back to the store and get more, then you can't have any, you know? Right. Because there's some people that really can't drink. That, you know, it's just they can't drink. And he may be one of those. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you have to stop doing something so that you can look at your problem to see what's really bothering you to see why we're drinking to begin with. In the first place. In the first place. But him telling you that... <coughs> Him telling you that, mm -hmm. he's not doing anything. Right. So it's, but it sufficed you enough. You know, like it talked you into something. Recate me. Yeah. yeah, it talked you into right. something. Mm -hmm. How? Like, how did that, because you're not someone who isn't smart. You're someone who's smart. So when we talk about love, and that's why we were talking about it before, it's like. Love is blind. <laughs> Another thing, another yeah. good one on the belief department. 
Love is blind. <laughs> screws with you. Hence why love sucks. <laughs> that's another one, too. Love sucks. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, because you listened to that and you said, okay. Right. That made sense to you at that moment. Like, oh, well, he's changing something. He's letting me tell him that he drank too much. He didn't tell me he's going to stop drinking anything. He didn't. He tell me he wants to. Okay, but he's not doing one thing, and he hasn't done one thing to change that behavior in three years, Mm -hmm. right? So at what point are you going to say, wait, hold on. I just, he just told me that those things, he just told me those things, and I bought them, and I went, where was the not drinking part? (laughs) Where's the part where you don't drink? (laughs) <laughs> I missed that part. Where is that? Wow. I just went along with, yeah, you could have a drink. Now, do you drink? I do, but not like that. I know. But do, yeah. you, but do you drink? So for somebody that, that, so if we say like, okay, Michelle, you're going to have a glass of wine or two, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Then you're done. Right. That's a different, that's different drinking, yeah. right? That's somebody who knows, okay, I'm fine. I can't have any more. I know that that's the limit. Right. You know. But if you're with somebody who doesn't have that, then you would not be able to drink either because then you're not going to drink around the person. It's like if if, if right. someone's quitting smoking. Everybody goes cold turkey. We yeah. gotta, we all got to try to help that person so we don't want to you know, be smoking around them. So it's the same thing with drinking. So it would be like, do you, would you mind not drinking? So should I do that? Is that something I should? Well, that might be something right. like if we say like, you know, like, he needs to go get help. He can't do it by himself because right. otherwise he would have been able to. And we know that he wants to mm-hmm. stop. Has he ever been to AA? Has he ever been to like any kind of rehab type no. stuff? No. Because not necessarily is you know, not necessarily does does rehab solve your problem, but it does give you support to get some solving of the problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that you know just going and making steps in the right direction, like to stop. Because you really can't do it by yourself. Some people can. Like, I'll see people stop. but And some people are really good at it. My dad was the best at it. He would stop drinking in one day. And he never solved the issue of why he drank. <laughs> so then he'd just be a dry drunk, which was similar. Like, being like he just didn't drink. He just wasn't drunk. But he had the same issues. Like, he never solved the issue. And there's a lot of people that never solve the issue or get to, you know, the reason why they drank. But they don't drink anymore. That's the next step. It's like figuring out like why you were drinking to begin with. Right. But I'd rather see you not drinking, right. <laughs> you know, because that's you know there's a lot more issues with it. So if we're saying like what are the first things, and it's like you can you could not be drinking. Mm-hmm. You could be saying like because the person has to make up their mind. You can't do it for them. Right. I, that's what I learned. Right. As much as we'd love to, otherwise everyone would be changed. We'd have everyone yeah. changed in about. We take our magic wand out and be like. <laughs> Okay, you don't have this no more. You have that. You don't have that. Like that would be nice. That'd be great, but that's not how it works. And the first person we should be doing is us. Magic wand me myself, and then we'd make all the people disappear. (laughs) We'd have to worry about changing. Magic wand myself. (laughs) Yeah, magic wand myself. Um, But that would be like we'd change everybody um, because we tend to be like, well, because you could see from outside, you know, way more than we could see from inside. That's why I always tell people understand the people's beliefs around you then you'll see your own because it's so much harder to see yours and you know the awareness is 99% of this but or 90% but you have to be able to see it and it's hard to see it because it's so natural to us we do it so so when you watch the people around you especially that you're close to we have similar beliefs so it's easier to see but when we're talking about this it's like okay what type of thing because he just was very good at placating you in this (laughs) wonderful thing like yeah you can tell me when I'm drinking too much when did he stop drinking? No, he didn't. He's not going to do that. He wants to, but he's not. I'm like, wow, that was a good one. That's fabulous. And you thought you made progress. Oh, my gosh. It sounds absurd. Right? But you thought oh. you made progress, right? So if we think about that, because we're not logical beings, that's why we're funny, right? We're like, well, that's logical. Wait, that's no. not logical. Hold on. Because when we say it now, because that's why we talk about like talking out loud, like when you hear it, it's like, Wait, what did we just do? What did we just change? Oh, I'm allowed to tell him now. And then I'm like, fuck, that just made, that makes perfect sense. I could tell you, you drank too much. And then what happens? Um, you don't drink ever again? Um, if you, because that may be what it is. It may be like, you're saying like, okay, so if, 
if I see that you drank too much, like that's so that he could see like where his problem is, mm -hmm. that if I say you drank too much, then there's something that you need to do because I can't continue to do this. Right. So it would be more more like like there's a flag. There's a flag. Like, here's flag number one. Here goes flag number two. Right. And we have like three flags. Right. And, yeah. So that you're saying like, okay, this is what happens, you know, for you. Because you can only do it for yourself. You right. can't you can't make him do anything, but mm -hmm. you can do it for yourself and say like, well, if if you are going to continue to do this, this is not working for me. And since you said it's okay for me to tell you, this is what I'm going to tell you. And then these are the things that, you know, the three times that I get before I can't do this anymore or whatever it is that you decide. But, you know, once we say something, we have to stick to it. So you right. better make, I know because you know, like with kids or with any of those, like once they know, like they can just keep pushing us, yep. they will... And when it comes to addictions, addictions are, you know, are hard because that addiction is so strong. If love overcame it, we wouldn't have them. So we know that sometimes people have to lose those things before they can do anything and they don't necessarily can do it. Right. Then either. But it's okay. But it's more like, okay, Michelle, you have to love yourself enough. To be like, is this something that you want in your life? Right. And we see, it's not that we don't love the person. We don't love the behavior. Right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like. The behavior comes with the person. So there's a certain level where it's like, okay, is this is this part of the person, this behavior? And if they took the behavior out, then that would be, you know, we're that's why we want to be with the person. Mm -hmm. But if the behavior is something that has become part of the person that they're not going to take out, then they have to do something with that or I can't I can't still continue to be right. there. Exactly. But that's where, when you thought about this, you're like, well, we did something, but we didn't do, we didn't change it what you thought. Right. So what did you think changed? Like, what did you, because you did have a conversation and you were, right. you were trying to change something. Like, how did you, like, like, feel like you missed out? Um. Because you didn't do anything wrong. You were doing it in a way that you felt like. Yeah, that he would understand or in a way that. It would bring awareness to him mm -hmm. how often it happened. Right. So the part, though, do you think he knows? I don't think he knows. Which is amazing. You'd think yeah. he would know. So that's why you're saying, okay, this is why. Because it's like there's a reason that you brought that up. As is he? Does he know that he's doing this? He doesn't? Yeah, I don't think he realizes how yeah. much he's. And that was the same thing with my ex. He didn't realize how drunk he was. Huh. Okay, so we said, like, okay, this is going to. Well, when your ex realized how drunk he was, did he do anything? No. Okay. So, did you tell him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, or he would fall and wake up with a huge bruise. Oh. You know? Yeah. And be like... I don't, they don't even know what happened most right. of the time. Like, you almost cracked your head open. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's what I mean. Like, in... Because in, there was a reason that you said that. Like, right. there was a reason that you came up with that as an idea to work towards the not drinking. But where's the part where it's like, all right, when are you going to do something? So I'm going to tell you so that you know that you drink too much, but apparently you shouldn't be drinking because you always drink too much. Like that, yeah. Because right. if we go, like, how often is it every time he drinks? It isn't every time he drinks. So what's the difference? Um, and that, you know what I think the difference is when I'm not there. Like, he'll drink more when he's not around me. Because uh -huh. I'll, like, show up and he'll be drunk. I'm like, because I wasn't there. Right. Or I don't know whether it's just filling his time or he's just, you know, numbing himself. Probably all so of the above. Now, that type of thing. I'm right. not sure. I don't know. So that's where it's like, okay, so those are the questions that you might want to ask. It's like, so why are you? Because <laughs> if, well, if you're together, then yeah. what does he do differently? Because I think we're doing other things. Mm-hmm. So he's not just sitting in his apartment drinking by himself. Um, okay, so if we said, like, all right, you don't sit in your house and just drink by no, yourself. No. But it's like... And this is, is an observation, not a judgment. We're asking questions. Yeah. And that's why the difference, like, we're not judging a person on drinking. We're trying to figure out, like, what's the best why? thing and how and to I help them. And I did ask him. He said, because it's fun. Okay. Or I like the way I feel. Okay. 
but those are but those are things that if it's affecting his life in a negative way and it's affecting your relationship in a negative way that's fine mm-hmm. and it's we're not saying that all people that drink are going to get help for drinking that's not going to happen but it's more like is it fun for you no <laughs> you know is it especially since what i've been through already so i'm like oh here we go again and, and then my kids have said stuff right it's like what are you doing because they can see it they're like why would you choose someone like that again i'm like you know what he wasn't like or i didn't see that right. when i first met him. yeah i totally agree you didn't yeah. see that and he may not have been doing that to that degree, mm-hmm. just like your ex. You know, we don't right. know. Like, we actually don't know, right. you know. And then here's a little self-talk. You ready for this one? Yeah, can't wait. Do I make him drink like that? Oh, my Is God. It me? <laughs> yes, it's you. It's all you. you it's you. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy, we have a lot of power, don't we? Right? We can make people drink. We can make people crazy. We can make people... <sighs> right. Cause but, my, what, my... but if that was the case, though, couldn't we make them better? Right. I guess. Yeah. You know, couldn't we make them Undo do amazing it, yeah. things? Because I'm like, well, if you got that much power, wouldn't you be using it for, like, the positive shit? Like, wow, watch this. I'm going to make him never drink again. <laughs> I'm making him drink. I can make him not drink. You know? But it is. It did cross my mind with my No, marriage. but those because, are the... Yeah. Because but... he never used to drink like that when I first met him. Right. My so ex-husband. Then... I'm like, oh, my gosh. Did I drive him to drink? Yes, you did. You drove him right to drink. And what's funny about that is that, yes, our lessons can drive us to drink, and we are there to help each other with our lessons. And, yes, we have been around people who are like, they're driving me to tr- freaking drink. Like, <laughs> But it's not it's not them driving us to drink. It's they're pushing every single one of our buttons, and that's what they're there for. And instead of us actually learning and you know communicating and figuring out what that's there for or moving on or you know working on something, we'll just go drink. Be like, they just, I can't, so I'll, you know what, get me a bottle. <laughs> going right for the bottle, because that will numb you out, and then I can deal with you. Because a lot of people do it for so that they can deal with the people that they're around, because oh. they can't deal with them. Um, but it's really because they can't deal with themselves. You know, it's like if, if somebody's bitching and moaning at you, so if your wife's bitching and moaning about what you need to be doing, and you're not doing it, you feel bad about not doing it, but you're still not going to do it, so... What better way? You know, there's other ways, but here's one way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah. we will just drink till we can't feel anything, and then we're fine. And I can't hear you anymore. I can't hear you. I can't, I can't <laughs> feel anything. I can't hear you. It's perfect. Now, what are you saying? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I'll get to that later. <laughs> now, they'll always tell you they'll do it, though, which is great. I, yeah, I got that. I'll get oh, it. my gosh. That's what he would do all the time. Yeah, they'll tell you they'll do it. Yeah. They never do it, but they tell you they'll do it. Yeah, no, I got that. They'll, they'll agree with you all the time, yep. Well, that's a big difference. My ex-husband would never do it mm-hmm. in the relationship. Um, and now he does it in a second. He'll, right. He'll do actually what he says. I'm like, yes. Well, the difference is, so we've actually grown. And you say, like, so we've, you know, so that's why I'm saying, like, this, so that you can see the parts that are similar and the parts that are different. Because no one's the same. Right. You know, and we can see the patterns, which is good, so that we could actually see, like, where, where our beliefs and programs are. But no one's the same, and our relationships are yeah. never the exact same relationship. But it's more like in this part, you know, in this part of the relationship, and that's why we're working towards. It's like, you know what, do we love ourselves enough? I'm working on that and loving ourselves enough. And, you know, how long do we stay, and why do we stay, and what's what's love, you know? And do we, if we love ourselves enough, would we be doing something different? It doesn't mean we wouldn't be staying. We might have different ways that we do it. Right. You know, it might be that we say no, I can't, this isn't okay for me, so I will stay if you work on something, you know, but I can't stay, or I need a break, or, I, you know, whatever, we might do something where very different, because we loved ourselves in there, and just in treating ourselves the way we would treat someone else, so we would give ourselves the break, you know, give ourselves the break, and be like, okay, well, I'm giving you a break, and I'm going to tell you when you drank too much, I'm going to do this, so I'm going to give myself a break, and not be around you when you're drinking. So that might, you know, like if we said, like, what are the things that we would do for ourselves? Well, when you start thinking about it, like, what are they? And you, that's what your, that's what your assignment's going to be. How they got the the challenge. Yours, yours is the challenge of, okay, let me see. Like, if I was, if I love if myself, I show up and he's drunk, I should just turn around and go back. You know, like as, yeah. as taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's like instead of having to deal with that, it's right. like so. You know, if I care about myself, what would I do? What would I do differently? You know, if I'm showing and we're using how you love other people, you know, to give you a basis of what you would do for yourself, because we don't know how to love ourselves. So let's start with how we love other people. 
Because we do a lot of shit for other people that we don't do for ourselves. I know. We do. Like, you think about it. Like, <laughs> because we think that that's how you, and that the other person, you know, that's why we get upset and hurt so much because we don't feel like the other person did half as much as we're doing instead of us actually doing it for ourselves, And then we wouldn't be relying so much on the outside of other people doing things to make us feel loved because we would already feel loved. And that person, some people can do a lot of things. Some people aren't doers. They're more, you know, they, they are words like, you know, depending on the love languages and the mm-hmm. different way that people show up. But it's funny because that's where we look for that validation outside because we don't have it inside. And when you have more of it, then it would be easier for you to go home and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. And today I, you know, I love myself enough to just not do this and that, you need to love yourself enough to do something for yourself over there. And maybe it's, you know, like spend some time thinking about what you need to do differently. And then, you know, like what's stopping you from doing something? Right. Okay. So Michelle's going to let us know on our next episode. <laughs> Tune in next time. Tune in because Michelle's going to let us know. Because Holly's coming back to, to give us her update on what she's doing. And, and all of you guys, like we, like we talk about, you can go and do the, the same things and, you know, we want to work on those things. And if there's other things, you know, go to iTunes and, um, you could go on, um, this is only a dream when you die. (laughs) Yeah, that's the book. You could go on, this is only your life podcast. Um, and hopefully it's under, it's under there now because we changed the name from how to survive our school. So now we can't find it at all. But if you go under this is only your life, um, You'll see it in there. It, there's a, a couple of lists. You'll see a thing that says how to survive, how to, um, how to survive art school, and you got to click on that because now it's all now it's all screwed up at the moment. But it's okay because that's the way things are, and it makes it like a little um, egg Challenge. hunt. Yeah, a little egg hunt of how do we find this thing? But if you go to SoundCloud, you could you could actually find it there too, and on our website you could just you know click on it from our website. But if you want, email us. Let us know how you're doing and things that you'd like us to talk about because these are all important important stuff in the things that you're going through because we're all going through stuff. It's No one's alone here. We're all over our head. We all, we all feel crazy. We're all over our head. We're all overwhelmed. And we're all trying to do something better for the most part. So hopefully don't react. The energy is intense. Try to stay as calm as possible. And the more relaxation stuff that you do, which is why I like go on and do the meditation journey. Like there's a lot of tools that we have for you. This podcast is one of them along with the meditation journey, along with the blog that we write, along with classes that we teach one-on-one sessions. There's many things that we do to try to help you to do something better for you and your life and to understand how you work. So we're excited to be here and do that. And we can't wait to hear what Michelle has to say. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you, Janet. You're welcome, Mike.